It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'll level with you. I've not got an intro, lads. <laughs> it's the Luke and Pete Show episode, whatever we have decided this week. Pete Donaldson with you. Uh, Luke's not here. So we thought we'd take uh, the opportunity to um, advertise a couple of our uh, other shows on the Stakhanov network, mm. namely Clash of the Titles. It's about film. It's a fantastic show. I was on there last week. I enjoyed myself immensely. Mr. Alex Zane. Thanks for having me, Pete, and thank you for the promotion of <laughs> Clash of the Titles. It's a huge podcast, and it's growing every day. You were very good on it the other Did week. Did you actually listen? <laughs> no, no, of course no. you didn't. And I wasn't on it. You were filling my <laughs> shoes. Why would I listen? Didn't know where your shoes went. Um, Mark Haynes, also of uh, this parish, Stakhanov Show, uh, a joint project with uh, Marky Marky Haynes. Uh, wrestle me. Yeah. Wrestle I mean, me, Mark. I mean, wrestle me, Pete. People are very much what saying it's one of Sorry, the great up. podcasts. Oh, it's just a little, one of our things we do. All right. yeah. Wrestle me. Is that going to be happening a lot during this? <laughs> I'm not going to enjoy it if you've got your little... You're, 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 you're actually quite interesting in this because you're pretending not to be interested in Wrestle Me, but I've been to a WrestleMania with you. Yes, you have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, And that was great. Yeah. That was WrestleMania 25? Yeah, it was. No, yeah. I feel excluded. Fuck you guys. Yeah, at Wrestle Me, Mark, is that right? <laughs> Wrestle Me, Alex. <laughs> yes. That was the original plan, fell through. Yeah. Uh, but we, 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 we made to amend. Yeah, it the... was the best best work trip anyone has ever been on they basically paid Mark and I to go to Houston to watch Wrestlemania mm. 25 yeah and all we had to do was sort of loosely phone in one report which was like yeah it's great wrestling's great <laughs> well, not even that I mean what happened was I'd been fired about a week before we went but it already been booked so they said can you go and record it and I was like yeah I've literally cut my ties with this company and I'm really resentful about you so when they rang up and they said have you got that thing I went no like that and they went oh great I remember not being bothered that I wasn't going but in retrospect I wondered why it wasn't made <laughs> I was never made aware of it until you'd gone <laughs> unbelievable well because you're dangerous around firearms exactly, and yes. they have very loose gun laws in they do. Texas yeah. we saw a guy handling an assault rifle with Terrifying. his mate it's the first time the wrestling <laughs> <laughs> in the ring I'll oh, sort this out Ric Flair <laughs> I can't believe you've not covered that on your little podcast <laughs> little podcast rude uh, <laughs> um, yeah no we saw like it's the first time I think either of us had ever seen someone who wasn't 
in uniform, a professional of some yeah. capacity, handling a gun. There were mm. these guys with their trunk open in a car park. 10am going... in the morning, just walking through. <laughs> and there are two men. And there's no one else around. There's just me and Alex walking across. Should we run away now? Is well, exactly. A gun and there's a man taking a gun out. And when, you, when you're British and you see a gun, your first thing is, oh God, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. Yeah. You know, it was it's, terrifying. It's oh, the, the coolest. The, the fight or flee mentality. And, and we decided to fight. Which, <laughs> <laughs> oh, why I've got all these wounds. But, yeah, but we fought each other. Um, <laughs> just like kissing. He had to fire his gun off into the air to separate us. <laughs> when we crossed a pedestrian crossing there, there were two blokes who were probably younger than certainly I was. Alex's age is always a matter of debate. But they were coming across the other side with two girls and we were walking across and the girls both looked at Alex and the boys both looked at Alex and the girls went, hi, like that. And then one of the blokes who was our age just sort of went, is it a boy or a girl? <laughs> you know, I've never had so many comments about skinny jeans in such a short amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> skinny jeans. They, they, they really like them baggy out there, don't mm, they? Cargo oh, yeah. shorts and all the rest. You hide your gun in them. Exactly. You've got to conceal a weapon somewhere. <laughs> I conceal my weapon just right. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Just right? <laughs> Where do you put it? <laughs> in a sock. In the- <laughs> sock, give it the big legs. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It was going so well. And just what a like, flying start. Just like it used to be, I ruined it. <laughs> so the thing that you're probably not aware of is that we used to all work together uh, on a ill-fated, certainly I'm outside radio, ill-fated London-based indie radio station called XFM. Uh, it was Alex Z's breakfast show, uh, and that's why I feel utterly uh, uncomfortable trying to helm this thing. Well, I don't like, I didn't get into radio because I wanted to be a presenter, I wanted to be a sidekick, and Alex allowed me to do that for a year and a half until we all got fired. Yeah. <laughs> but we have all gone on to great, great things in the world of radio. <laughs> I mean, I present the Radio One Breakfast Show under the pseudonym Greg James. <laughs> I like the fact that, like, I'm Maya Jama. Ten years ago, ten years ago, we were doing exactly this. Yeah, but we were being paid <laughs> three grand to do it, and ten years later, we're sitting here and doing it. For nothing to no one <laughs> this this is hard to dress up as a sideways move <laughs> mark this is our studio we own the lights yeah. and we bought some lights in in 10 15 years uh, yeah, i will say it is a lot hotter in here it than the old xfm <laughs> studio so, well, yeah we had air conditioning in that one yeah, we yeah. great but think, we're hot I mean, <laughs> it was a professional studio <laughs> the building regulations were very much up to code oy, oy, oy. um this is the reason that show was not great. <laughs> I tried to go back, Alex. I tried to find some old versions of our podcasts because we did and cut anything out. <laughs> we did like it's. It was my job to edit the podcast, yeah. uh, but on a, on a Friday, on a Friday, just put everything in because adverts, <laughs> news reports, uh, travel bulletins, I just mean, put it all in. Many of the companies that sponsored our breakfast show were over the moon because you just <laughs> left that in endless. <laughs> because on a Friday, what would happen is it was my job to edit the podcast. Me and you do a little intro, mm. and then little Mark and little uh, Alex would pop off to the pub over yeah. the road, and I'd be like, I want to go to the pub. I want to go to the pub, but instead. I edit the podcast except I didn't I just used to upload the whole thing ta-da there you go what's and all and we were always surprised how quickly you made it down to the pub after going we'll see you in a bit yeah you definitely edited that oh. uh, racist stuff out now. <laughs> yes. although yes. although you did actually arrive when the pub had opened as opposed to me and Mark who yes. were standing outside the Garrick on Charing Cross Road knocking on the door going come on it's 10 to 11 <laughs> open up that's what a bad luck what are going to do I like the fact that you mentioned you leave in all of the like you know the problematic stuff mm. 
Mm. It's worth saying that stuff had already been broadcast on live radio. <laughs> <laughs> the th- when I moved to another radio station that seemed to people were listening to in management, um, they, they seemed to plan, plan shows and they seemed to get in trouble for quite minor things. And I was like, wow, wowzers. I, I'm, t- I'm two minds whether to talk about some of those things. I think some of them are okay. Mm. I mean, I guess uh, on episode one when... <laughs> When you talked about uh, cutting the features off a tramp, did I? Yeah, that was Mark's first uttered word on the Premier Show <laughs> that he no wanted point... to cut a homeless man's face off. Now we won't get at, into the logistics. At of... no point did I go. There's a red flag. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it was like we were off and flying. <laughs> People often think when you when you talk about like radio shows you used to do, you go, "Oh, it's crazy. Anything went." <laughs> and I, I always sort of think we don't really say that, but. It honestly was a show that I think you look back on now and you just go... I'm glad it's not on the internet Oh, anymore. my God, I'm so relieved. So relieved. <laughs> Can you imagine if people... Don't find them, by no. the way. It's, it's not like, a challenge. It's like that pile of E.T. video games that Atari buried in the 80s. <laughs> Nobody wants them. Just leave them where they are. It's not cute. It's not big. It's not clever. We don't want them. No, no. <laughs> As is often said... It was a different time back then. <laughs> it was but a it time. wasn't. That's the worst thing. It wasn't. It was just we were younger and no one was listening. We used to ask people what they were wearing and then how old they were. <laughs> and that would determine whether or not we carried on the conversation we'd instigated or ended it just there. Yeah. Why didn't we flip that round? Why didn't we say, how old are you? And then decide to say, what are you wearing? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Because the catchphrase was, what are you wearing? Yeah. They'd go, I'm wearing this. And we go, oh, that's lovely. And then I think, at one point, it turned out that we had to bring in the also, how old are you because of a, a, an a on-air child. mishap. Yeah. <laughs> how old are you? I'm five. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> Unwelcome. This is the child's parent. I now have the phone. What has just happened? <laughs> Wait till the podcast comes out. <laughs> I'll definitely put that in. Um, but I, I did try and find um, some audio of the, the old podcast. Um, couldn't find any. It has been removed from the internet, so we're all good. But <laughs> I did days. find on an old hard drive of mine, I did find one episode, uh, I had limited time to listen to it, uh, and all I can remember from it last night was that um, you were trying to get me to go out with Lily Allen. <laughs> that was, Mark was well in on the idea, and it was just me bothering Lily Allen at different <laughs> events, phoning her up, trying to get out, go out with Lily Allen. That's all I've got. I think Pete and Lily Allen, before the year is out, will probably be having a baby. <laughs> Would you like to hear this song that Pete has recorded for Lily Allen. At 7.50 on the X-Men Breakfast Show, I apologise, but here it is. <sighs> Lily! Lily, 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 Lily! I really, really, really like you! Whoa, whoa! Yeah, it was like Cristiano Colo's celebrity bounty hunter, but with just you and Lily Allen. <laughs> Me trying to romance Lily Allen. Yeah. Hey, I did actually, I know I said I didn't do any work for this podcast, but oh. I, ha- I have come up uh, with a, an idea, a little game we can play. Mm-hmm. So if a fruit wasn't called what it's called, what would it be called <laughs> instead? Right. <laughs> uh, uh, look, the life cycle of a radio show is limited. You have to rotate people in and out. Now, Alex remembers one of my final uh, acts as 
uh, assistant producer slash broadcaster <laughs> on the Alex and Brophy show. Were you an assistant uh, that, producer? What would you... <laughs> part of the podcast, mate, every Friday. I I came up with the texter, mm. you know, ask, yeah. ask the nation. Yeah. If you want, if you, if, if, for example, a banana wasn't called a banana, <laughs> would you, what would you call it? I would call it a yellow bendy fruit, right? So... And Alex found that the, the, the pile of shit that used to come out of that breakfast show He somehow found that offensive It was just a fact Bearing in mind if you googled your name for the longest time One particular event came up You somehow think my inoffensive fruit-based texter Was, in a, was, was somehow just, beyond the pale It was just like the banality of the responses that came in I just remember Mark and I sitting there for a good hour going is this how you yeah. expected it to go, Pete? It, it, is, is that right, Pete? Is that, 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 that one is good, is it? <laughs> this yeah. is your text to Pete. Is that an answer that we should right. broadcast or not? In 2020, <laughs> that's what radio sounds like. All right? It went my way, not your highway. All right? <laughs> oh. me. Um, so I don't really know how this works. Alex, have you got any hosting you can do? Because I'm feeling very uncomfortable uh, running the show here. Um, no, which... much like the X7 Breakfast Show, I'm probably going to pop out for a cigarette. Do you want, <laughs> trying to play three songs in a row <laughs> while I have a cigarette. I'm going to call in sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, but, I mean, basically what we do at the start of the show, mm. uh, it's two, two halves, mm. give it two halves. Uh, we do a, uh, a couple of news stories mm-hmm. and then we just pile straight into some emails. Um, have we got a new story, Mark? <laughs> Yes. 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 I, I Get in on. there. Come on. I've got a little bit obsessed with this. So I went on to the Huffington Post, and right. this is uh, a story about a woman who lost a mixtape. Right? Okay. Now, this whole story is a perfect example of a story that you just you wouldn't tell to like someone you knew really well if it happened. But mm. somehow it's, it's gone global. Yeah. And she basically, she went to an art exhibition uh, recently, and she saw this woman had been collecting things that she'd found in the sea and doing an art exhibition about mm. that. And she she noticed there was a tape cassette there, and she went, hang on, is that my mixtape that I lost in 1993? So she contacted the artist, and the artist said, well, I've got the track listing here. And the woman looks at the track listing, and she was like, yes, it is my mixtape. Don't show on the track listing. Make her get, make her tell what the track listing yeah, is. Yeah, like it's classic lost profit, it, profit, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. The more you dig into it, like, the more boring it becomes, <laughs> right? So she said it went missing when she was on holiday in Mallorca in 1993. What a boring life that woman has, if she, <laughs> if she remembers that. So she sees it in this gallery in Stockholm mm. this year. When I was reading the track list, it seemed very familiar to me. So I took a picture of it and compared it with the original CD from 1993, <laughs> which I still have. And it was exactly the same track list, but starting with track three. I remember I didn't like the first two songs in the CD because I felt they were too old. So I didn't include them when I recorded the mixtape, Age 12. This is national, international <laughs> news, right? So the Huffington Post sort of go, this is a big story. Mm. A woman lost a mixtape tape for the Huffington Post and it's a big story it was a big enough deal that she remembered losing a mixtape a fucking mixtape <laughs> the track list they list it um, Would I Lie to You by Charles and Eddie uh, Rock With You by Inner Circle The Jungle Book Groove by the Disney cast now that's an important one right she says um, her name is Estella Waddell she says yep I had an as- association with the Jungle Book song and this was always the second track on the album um why? Does, explain so it. I have a question. Yeah, I'm, far I'm, away. I'm so, so, does she explain how it ended up in the sea? Yeah. No, it was... Was it, was it an emotional outburst? Did she pull it out um, of a cassette recorder and go, you. this is bollocks! No, she, I hate the Jungle Book groove and throw it into the ocean. No, she just lost it. Right, okay. And then a few years it later... Fell in the sea. An artist finds it in the sea 
and says, well, "Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to put this on in a gallery in Stockholm." Is it was it with the other items a, a child's pants? <laughs> was he like? Is he just did a house robbery and just stole? Where them? do you paddle? <laughs> in some in, shallow waters. Yeah, in some dangerous in some da- waters. <laughs> um, I just want to say, if I can, full respect to that artist because there is a hell of a lot of plastic in the ocean right now. So he's pulling a bit more. So up. the fact that right. or she, we don't know. She, sorry, yeah, yeah. they pulled. Uh, it, it, uh, it, come on, it's it's a man. It's a man. <laughs> no, no, nobody else is doing this. It, shit. it is a woman, and, <laughs> and she did it to highlight the fact there was lots of plastic yeah! in the ocean. Oh, what? I'm blaming a child. It's hey, so basic. Hey, listen. I, I mean, you don't have a good rep- reputation, as far as I can tell, the Luke and Pete show of animals choking on stuff or dying in any way. <laughs> I, apparently, there was an email about a heron. So yeah. I'm just saying that right now, a dolphin, Peter, mm. could have choked on that mixtape, and it didn't because of this great, great artist. So maybe think about that before you sort of jump in. dolphin with... wouldn't eat it. It might do. How do you, how, what, also, how are you familiar with the diet of a dolphin? Like, it, it might eat cassette tapes. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the main thing. <laughs> whenever, whenever you've ever found, like, a tape in the gutter, when you've gone past the gutter and there's a tape there, and it happens less frequently now that that's yeah. not obsolete format. Do you part, give it to that, a dolphin? Yeah, and that part of your dolphin brain goes, well, I'm going to eat that. I would say every single one <laughs> of those. I came from the sea. <laughs> every single time I've seen what a tape is called in the gutter, it's always just been titled mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember finding, is it made? in Manhattan the J-Law um, DVD yes I remember finding one of them in Camden and I picked it up and this guy who was a rather unhinged uh, chap uh, grabbed it off me and went and tried to like slice my neck with it <laughs> he was calling himself he was call, he called himself Dougie Fresh you know Dougie Fresh he's a rapper from mm. back in the day mm. he was calling he's going I'm Dougie Fresh I'm Dougie Fresh and then I went oh look at DVD oh, mate. and he grabbed it and grabbed it off us and went and tried to slash my neck with it <laughs> you don't mess with Dougie Fresh <laughs> I've gone, well, it was my div- I found a copy of Made in Manhattan. Made in Manhattan. The, the two things you remember is a man tried to kill you and the film in the gutter was Made in Manhattan. And it's still a better story than that fucker who found a cassette. <laughs> that would be an embarrassing I'm way to go. I'm just obsessed with the whole thing about looking at a tape and going, ah, oh, that's my old mixtape that I lost 20 years ago. How little is going on that you, you notice 20-year-old mixtape that you've also got a CD backup of? What? I've been to, a, to the crime museum and I remember seeing a lord of... Knuckle dusters. Now that yeah. is a memorable piece of gallery art. Yes, I like the. Um, they had like lighters that had knives in yes, them. And ever since I've seen that, I'm just like, I have got to get myself I, like I, a lighter with I a don't knife. Picture in. either of you as that kid who comes into school with some knuckle dusters, <laughs> whacks another kid round the head with it, and is suddenly expelled. But everyone always goes, yeah, but he brought knuckle dusters into school. Yeah, so. it was. It, look, it's always the quiet ones. Yeah. It's the one. It's the ones who get pushed. The ones it's who the are. Up of taking the shit. shit. Are you okay? No. (laughs) We've been watching wrestling. (laughs) In the crime museum, they had a load of like dispersive like um, presents that people have given to people uh, that would explode or maim or hurt them. One of them was this pair of binoculars that a jilted lover had given to his uh, ex. So she'd put it to her eyes, and then spikes would come out into her eyes. But the problem with (laughs) binoculars is is, this a film? No, No, it's it's in the crime museum. So it's the Black Museum. So Scotland Yard's uh, big exhibits thing. They keep the weirdest things. So celebrity trials. and the weird things mm. and this was a pair of binoculars that as Pete says had spikes that were supposed to as you put them to your eyes jut into the, the, the jilted lover's face yeah. but, but the guy <laughs> hadn't got like a pair of binoculars from a shop he'd gone this is such a good idea I'm going to make it all from scratch out of this lump of wood 
So it would have arrived and you'd have been like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Wait, does it look like anything? Uh, uh, unsurprisingly, I have questions. It didn't uh, have lenses in it. No. It didn't have lenses in the front. So you'd look at it and you'd go, what am I supposed to do the with this? The last place I'm putting this is near my eyes. Why don't you use the binoculars? Also, what binoculars? There's also no way you'd get away with that. I mean, people would go, it's the homemade binoculars he sent. Did he think it was like a, a, a parting gift? Was he going to get, did he go, there's no way they'll find me. <laughs> Traditionally, if you break up or are jilted by someone, you would send them a pair of binoculars. <laughs> yeah. what, would be... what year was this? So you can watch them walk away for ages. Is this like the Victorian era? No. No, it was no. quite. It was I think it's after reason. binoculars are invented. <laughs> so I think, it's, I think it was like the 40s. Yeah. Okay. So people knew what they looked like, but people they knew what a good set of binoculars right. looked like. This is, uh, the reason I ask is this is after the period where you could just claim your partner was insane and have them locked up in a sanitarium. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, so that, someone's uh, recessed it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. Yeah, that was a great exhibition. That was, it was really, wonderful. really good. They had stuff like cars. It's like, here's, here's the back <laughs> cool. of the car. Look at this crime car. It was. This is the car that they left that bomb in outside Tiger Tiger in Leicester Square, but it didn't go off. Yeah. And you're like, that is, you keep the car. It's <laughs> great. Why is this so appealing? It oh, should be. It, it was pretty cool. Yeah. It was pretty badass. My dad, I went around with my dad and he told a story about his, uh, his brother had some knuckle dusters and he punched his commanding officer in the face and his face up and looked like a chrysanthemum. <laughs> <laughs> My dad's got a horrible family. Uh, I just remember the only thing, point of reference I have for that, but it's sport. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, mate. I always found it disturbing watching Bill Beaumont on a question of sport and his ears. Right. You know, his ears were oh, turned inside out. Like a, right. And I didn't understand it was because of rugby, yeah. Could you not like, you know, like those little toys you used to get, those little kind of half sagas, like you could pop them, in, pop them inside out. But, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah the, not, the, they were called yeah. poppers. Poppers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were they yeah. called poppers? Well, po- there was another thing that was called poppers. <laughs> but also, they, you put them... Uh, there was a kid at my school who turned one of those inside out and put it on, put it on his forehead. Oh, and he had a big and spot it on his head. sucked all the blood to the surface, <sighs> and he had a perfect round mark. But he was so embarrassed about how he'd done it, he would not give up the lie all day at school that he just woke up with it like that on his head <laughs> and he thought it was aliens. I, saw a, I hadn't seen it for ages, but I saw a kid with a love bite the other day and I was like, Jesus, That's I, retro, I, I haven't seen a love bite for 15 years. And he gave him another one. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to have to take a short break. Uh, we'll be back after this. Uh, Alex, for all time's sake, could you throw to the break? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, we'll be yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> After this advert for an album from the enemy. Yeah. He still got it. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
with the right equipment, you can make your own sausage at home. <laughs> it's lovely. It's lovely, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, we're back with Luke and Pete Shaw with Alex and Mark uh, and the XFM Breakfast Show. We didn't invite a newsreader. No. One of our many newsreaders, oh, Matt Dyson. We went through them pretty fast. We did, <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it weird how the most professional person on the team constantly left the team? <laughs> <laughs> we could probably tell that story about uh, Michael Barrymore in full. Oh, Just wow. Constant, uh, that was part of uh, the X of M law. Uh, yeah, uh, Mark. Right, just, do you know what? <laughs> it doesn't matter. I've told it on this podcast. Oh, before, so, yes, oh cheers, Pete. That's Appreciate that. So it's absolutely fine. Uh, it got put on Pop Bitch, didn't it? Yeah. In the Pop Bitch mail out a few weeks ago. Oh, Weirdly. Yeah. That came around. Um, but uh, on that night, um, someone stole Michael Barrymore's hat. It was producer Raph. Yep. Why start that with someone and then... <laughs> yeah. Who, who was less professional than us. Let's make that very clear. Can you believe that? Yeah, you know. Uh, and um, you found out your house recently. I, uh, so Michael Barrymore wants his hat back. I actually... I, I think the only way to make this an acceptable story to tell is to end it with, I have your hat, Michael. If you'd like it back... Mm-hmm. Contact Pete. <laughs> the look of Pete Shaw. And if you want your hat back, Michael Barrymore. It's the, it's a kind of khaki colour, and I think it has some kind of bird of prey mm. on it. Perhaps a falcon, mm. maybe a an eagle, not a heron. <laughs> They're all dead. Hello, uh, this is um, Essex Police. We understand <laughs> that you have an item of clothing uh, that we're very interested in testing. <laughs> Oh, oh no. I've just got a dog. I have to walk it. I don't have time for this. <laughs> yes, you have got it. Last time we did a, a show uh, together, you had a, a, a misbehaving cat. Mm. And now uh, a dog has joined your brood. Yeah, no, I've got a little whippet, a little whippet called Simon. And um, it's just amazing watching them grow up. Because they go from this beautiful, um, beautiful little puppy that you can pick up to, <laughs> um, a, to a piece of shit really quickly <laughs> uh, that doesn't do what you tell it to. Have you right. made another pet-based mistake? <laughs> Always. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot the cat. The cat yeah. I got, Holly. That came from, yeah, me saying on air, I'm going to go down to Battersea Dogs and Cats Home and mm-hmm. I'm going to get a cat today. Yeah. Cue them going, we hear you're coming downstairs. And me going, well, I was, just, I was sort of just, it was a bit of radio. They mugged you off. <laughs> Absolutely. They gave Alex Get the, dregs. the illest cat. <laughs> Not in a Beastie Boys album way, <laughs> in a, like, an expensive way. Yeah. Oh, my God. And if you get a cat and it's already um, got various illnesses, uh, you can't then insure it. And so, yeah, oh. it, was, it was an expensive gift to myself. <laughs> what, hang on. Well, hang on. If, you, if you've got a cat that's already ill, I mean, you can it. probably insure it, but it co- it's like, you know, oh, it's, it's like premiums. buying an old car, like a vintage car. <laughs> it's <laughs> more the things I, like, I had wrong with it were just sort of like things which were, they weren't terminal, but they were, they were lifelong and they were sort of gross. Mm. So they were like, oh yeah, it's going to, tar will come out of its body. <laughs> so you have to give it this cream and stuff. And it's yeah. just like, oh, this is a nightmare. Because yeah. Mark, you, you used to look after the cat every now and again because mm. you, live, you live quite close to one yeah. another. What, were your, what was your second-hand experience of, I, of I used to, Whenever I'd see it, mm. I'd, I'd think throw I'd think, meat in the front door think, and run. Think, <laughs> I think I think uh, this is probably the last time I'm going to see this cat. Uh, I remember once being booed at your house because we were having a barbecue and it was lying out. And I remember wistfully saying to myself, "Holly's last summer." <laughs> oh, everyone, oh. everyone booed in the way that you boo when you go, "Oh, that guy's really 
hit the nail on the head. Oh, but it's man. unacceptable. Uh, look, I mean, when I went to pick her up and they went, I mean, it, it felt... And it's screwed. It 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 there was a main room <laughs> with vomited. lots of cats in and I went, oh, I, I don't have a garden at the moment so it'll have to be an indoor cat. And they went, we don't have any indoor cats. And I went, I, I You've got them all indoors. <laughs> I saw it's on your building. website, you've got one called Holly and there was a sharp intake of breath from the staff. They went, oh, Holly... Okay, and I was genuinely Have led the into the bins a- gone yet? <laughs> no. Okay, she's still here. <laughs> they led me into another room, and they went, "This, this is Holly." And they opened the cage, and I went to pick her up, and it <laughs> and took a chunk out of my thumb. And I went, "Well, I, I genuinely." This is better than any relationship I've ever had. <laughs> I did the right thing, though, because you did the right thing. I was like, "If I don't take this cat, I'm purely getting a cat on aesthetics and health and anger issues, <laughs> and I, sh- I have to take this cat." And I did, and we had a great relationship. Yeah. Is, she led a long and healthy An life. Expensive life. <laughs> long and healthy life. <laughs> but, but, oh, yeah, yeah. It, you know, within certain parameters. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, speaking um, of which, we'll get on to a couple of emails that uh, that have come. We have like little subjects every every single week. I know you don't listen, Alex. It's fine. I do. Um, all right. Um, hi, Luke and Pete. Uh, this is about finding stuff in your garden. Mm. Speaking of garden, non-garden related cats. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't quite something I found in my garden. So again, it's, n- it's not even. I've, I've, I've set up that. <laughs> it's about a mixtape. <laughs> it's about the crime music. Um, it's something terrifying I found in a student apartment, and Jack's paramo- paranormal activities encounter reminded me of it. Two friends and I moved into a shabby student apartment during uh, apartment during college here in Boston in a weird student-heavy neighbourhood. I'm not sure if that's just heavy students around or just America, a lot of them around. Yeah, um, <laughs> right. The Obesity crisis there is fucking terrible. <laughs> it's a ticking time bomb. A few days after moving in, we noticed a handle for a small door in the panelling next to the oven. Maybe a foot square, all the way down on the floor. I got down, opened it up, realised it was just an access uh, hatch for the emergency gas valve for the oven, but the space was pretty large, and the girls had moved out, had left some things in there, pulled out a box of papers, some cleaning supplies, uh, and the like, and handed them to my friend who was standing behind me uh, when I found it. Uh, when I shouted, what the fuck? Uh, my friend was assuming that I'd found some droppings or, or, or dead mouse or something like that, uh, but what I found was far more sinister. I found a large American girl-style doll... Oh, God. About two film. I didn't know doll was going to be. <laughs> I found a large American girl <laughs> jammed well, in there. She'd been there for ages, eating mice. Oh no! I found a large American girl-style doll, about two feet tall, behind all the storage boxes, blindfolded, with her hands bound behind her back. Oh! Thankfully, it was trash night, and she was thrown directly to the bin outside, and did not manage to break into the house and stab any of us to death in our sleep. What's an American girl-style doll? I, I, I had a <laughs> look it. when uh, I saw this story because Pete forwarded it to me and mm. I had a look at oh, I wish at I'd what. had that stuff <laughs> <laughs> I could have done some we, research we all had that stuff they are like a big doll but they're they're sort of like stylized. Right. and what they, 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 they're meant for kids they're meant for girls right. I mean they look I mean there's a fine line in there if you came back with one of those in luggage as a single man, you would yeah. you would be arrested at customs. I mean, they'd just be like, "This is something <laughs> creepy and weird." But what they... and they still make these. <laughs> they... But I did order a few. What they look like is, you know, if um, like in America, there's a missing child who they don't know the identity of, and they'll ha- come up with a Why drawing. Why would they know it's missing? Why would they have an identical <laughs> well, drawing of a child? Have you got any photos? No, <laughs> no, we don't. You must, you must really miss him then. I, I meant. Is actually, it a him? I meant when they discover the body of a child. 
detailed. Oh, like like in that um, right. that that good uh, serial killer who's uh, up in that Long Island. That, that's a great story. It's really right. creepy. Okay, um, but they they one of the the victims that they found was accompanied with a child, but they don't know the identity of either of them. Right, and American girl dolls look like the, the drawings right. that people would do. Going, does this jog anyone's memory? Obviously not, because of, those of, of a nostalgic past. Yes, it's yes, an American me. girl doll. <laughs> that reminds me of a tra- my childhood. <laughs> oh no! Why would you tie up a doll? What's wrong? You see, as soon as that happens, I just go. Oh, it's the time. <laughs> I'd move out of that house. I'd burn it down. There are other secrets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you don't want to be... Why did you burn it down? Because of possible secrets. Well, yeah. you're, clearly in, you're clearly involved, aren't you? I think people would say that is understandable. You'd say, yes, officer, it is. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've done the city of Boston a great, a great deal of service. Let Thank me, you. Let me show you a photograph of the doll we found. Well, actually, that's a missing child we're looking for at the moment. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's very much going to be case unsolved because that fire took. <laughs> Have you ever found anything weird in a in a in a in a house or a garden? We lifted the carpets. I don't know if it's weird or just actually pretty good. Right. Uh, we lifted the carpets in the house I grew up in in Leeds. No, uh, parquet flooring. Oh, I knew it was under there. <laughs> oh, I told this on air. <laughs> <laughs> probably open. Well, you just found some really nice floor. Probably open the XFM breakfast show with this killer of a story. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I, I found uh, this is how this is how long it had been since we got the carpets done in my mum's house in Leeds. But I must have been about eleven, uh, and it had been obviously uh, based on the date of the newspaper that had been used to line under the carpet, yeah. which is what they used to do. So Cheap the floorboards, there. then the newspaper, then the carpet. It was the front page of I think it was the Times. It was a British newspaper on the day after John F. Kennedy was shot. That's cool. That was pretty cool. That's, That's pretty cool. Right, thanks. Any any news on that? What, what I burned the house down. <laughs> <laughs> Using that as kindling. I never found anything in my house, but when I was younger, I do remember burying a six pack of Diet Coke uh, outside our Is shed. That your last diet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never again. Never again. I thought to myself because I was about I was about eight. I was like, it's very important to have secret stores all over the place. Mm. And I remember burying it. It took me ages to. It was like in the middle of the summer, really hard. And I buried it. And I spent the next two years just trying to find it out of curiosity. Never managed to find it. <laughs> probably so just rotted. There's, there's probably, you, you, you dug up your whole garden just to find some diet a, I, Yeah. A friend of mine had a weird story about what they buried in their garden. Um, and I, the, the, you just reminded me of this because... Um, they had, uh, they went on a date with a guy. I think they started going out with this guy, and he had buried his cat in the garden, right. and he missed it so much that he tied a bit of string to its paw that led out of the soil. Yeah, so you'd know where it was. So he'd know where it mm. was. And anyway, my, my friend was... Uh, uh, Make it wave beyond the grave. Yeah. Right. So you can return to it, put lip, mix, lipstick on, yeah. re- relive the crime. But she didn't know any of this <laughs> until she spent a night at his house and then he got out of bed and uh, she was like, where are you going? And he didn't sort of say anything. And then she fell back to sleep and woke up in the morning and he was in a sleeping bag on the lawn holding onto the bit of string Oof. that he'd tied to the cat's paw. Do you know, I was thinking about this the other day. My parents have lived in the same house for the last 40 years how can you just move on mark well exactly i'm going to tell you i'm going to tell you they they all of our animals were buried in the garden yeah and there was a little section where they're all buried right so the dog is there the cats um you know all of the 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 mice the fish the guinea pigs they're all in this one lady who swallowed the fly (laughs) 
And I was thinking about this is when my parents move, someone is going to dig that up and go, horrible old phone, <laughs> smash, smash. So, well, do I take them with me? Is well, my bit, I, I don't know. I, I feel weird about it. While we're on the what subject of, like of that? dead pets, mm. which I, I feel we're right back where we all started <laughs> yeah. in radio. Lovely. Um, uh, obviously, Holly, when she passed away, mm. I buried her in the garden. Yeah. And then only about a year ago, bearing in mind she passed away about seven years, eight years ago now, I, I, I had my garden redone just a couple oh, of years ago. Alex. And I just forgot. I oh swear to God, God. She's in the sump nightmare. tank. I totally forgot. And there's, it's literally 50-50, the area they like re-sort of landscaped, that she was discovered by some builders and thrown in a skip. Oh. Her poor body. Or oh, just half of her. Or she's... <laughs> it's not what I meant by 50-50. Or she's entirely still there. But I did, had I known beforehand, I would have done what you just suggested and dug her up. But something slip your mind sometimes. Yeah. They do. I mean, the expense of a, of a redesign of a house. <laughs> I wonder if, like, for example, oh, soon you're going to... only cost as much as her medication. <laughs> you're going to start waking up and you'll hear a sort of, like, ghostly scratching. And immediately, 58 quid will leave your wallet to go to the afterlife because they need afterlife medicine for ghost Holly. It's It really is a long commitment with this cat. Just a glowing portal, like a stargate opening every so often in your flat and just a paw reaching through it and rifling through your wallet, <laughs> taking out 20 quid and pissing off again. Daddy! I need, I need 50 quid. <laughs> well, we got through one email. <laughs> this has been the Little Big Shot. We'll be back on Thursday with more of this nonsense. I enjoyed that. I don't know about you guys. No. <laughs> was a Stakhanov production. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.